First John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. And we read there in verse 14, chapter 5, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. <clears throat> We're looking here at the certainties, four certainties for saints. We've seen the certainty of eternal life. And that was last week in verse 13, that we have absolute certainty. And if you want to have a certainty, if you want to have assurance, we looked at 14 verses through 1 John that tells us how we can have that. We can have that by walking in the light, confessing our sins, keeping his commandments, abiding in him, and all these are in 1 John, purifying yourself, (coughs) don't commit sin (laughs) or habitually love one another, Help as a Christian brother in need. Believe on the name of his son and all the other ones we looked at. So certainties for saints there and having that confidence. Tonight we move on and the second one, the certainty of answered petitions. So the certainty of eternal life. Now the certainty of answered petitions. Petitions we have confidence. Notice verse 14. This is the confidence. So do you have confidence? You know, these verses could be taken by some and do are taken by some as well. <laughs> I want a, you know. It's like a children of uh, parents coming and saying at Christmas time, I want this and I want this and I want this. No, that's not what it's talking about here. There are things laid down by the Lord that we're to abide by if we're going to have answers to prayer. And they're in the, in the word of God. And so let's pray as we look at the certainties of answered petitions. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you hear our prayer. You hear everybody's prayer that is of sincere heart. For the Lord does not hear the prayer of those that walk in sin and walking away and walking out of fellowship with you. The prayer that we need to pray if we're in that position is, Lord, forgive me. And we need to confess our sins, that he might hear and answer our prayers. Lord, also we know we need to understand your word and what it tells us we ought to pray for. And how we should pray. And I pray tonight, as we look at these thoughts, that we might go away with more confidence in praying sincerely, fervently and effectually for the things in our and other people's lives that would bring you the glory. We ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> the certainty of answered petitions. We've read it, verse 14 and 15. Assurance of salvation results in confidence and boldness to come. These, there's no uh, coincidence that these follow each other. You see, if you have con- confidence in your salvation, that you are saved, then build, prayer builds on that confidence by the answer to the prayers we give. And then it, it just keeps, it's a circular thing where we are growing in the Lord and in boldness and confidence. So assurance of salvation results in confidence Boldness, freeness freeness of speech to people who are unsaved because we are not walking in the way of the world. We can witness and tell them. Um, Fearless trust in prayer. Knowing that God is our Father in heaven and he's always got his ear open to us. We can come boldly as we approach him in prayer. 
I'll put a thing down, side note. <laughs> if we don't have a good relationship with our children from little, then they're not going to come and ask us for things. They Maybe they've asked and we've said no and we've treated them shamefully. And we need to have an open relationship. It's not God the Father that's gone wrong, it's us with him so that we can have this boldness, an open relationship and have a good relationship with the Lord. And we'll have a confidence. The confidence, first of all, of presenting our prayers in verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him. And the word have in verse 14 there at the start implies that this confidence is a present possession. We have it always if we're walking according to his will. It is centred in him, not in ourselves, not in who we are, but in who God is. And I was talking to the, the campers this afternoon, they might be tuned in now, about you know, <clears throat> having that where we can walk with the Lord close to him and we have that confidence and we ought to have confidence. In Hebrews 4 verse 14, this is what the scriptures say how we have this confidence in prayer to our Father who is in heaven. Chapter 4 verse 14 of Hebrews says this, Seeing then that we have great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Acts 1.8, he went up just after that, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. We don't have to go through an earthly priest. Millions, yea, billions, what the Catholic system, 1.2 billion people or something, and in that system, they have to go through a priest. We have people visiting us, and, or you've talked to a person who's a Catholic and you tell them about the Lord and that, and where do they go back to? After a couple of weeks of thinking about this, that's not what I'm used to hearing. I go back to the priest, and he say, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> you have, it comes from me. There's a little box up there. You can get in there and tell me all your sins. Why should any man know our sins? God alone is the one that hears our prayers. The Lord Jesus, seated on the right hand of the Father, as he is our high priest. No earthly priest. We don't need that. Let us hold fast our profession, seeing that this is so. For we have not an high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He knows. He knows us inside out and upside, inside out, or all, all the way around, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet, without sin let us therefore come what boldly not brashly not rudely but come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need so the confidence of presenting our prayers is, is told to us in scripture walking in his will walking in his way walking sanctified we have that boldness and this verse assures us that we can boldly approach the throne of grace through Christ our high priest. And <laughs> it's not Mary. No Hail Marys. She's just used of God as we can be used in different ways. Not some saint in the name of a saint or ecclesiastical leader, but through Christ. He alone provides the access to the Father. 
Hebrews chapter 10, just over a bit. Hebrews 10, verse 19. Ten nineteen of Hebrews. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Who was this written to? These, the one we've looked at in chapter 4? Hebrews. Who are, who are Hebrews? <laughs> Jews. What were they used of? What was their system? The Levitical system? The law? What else did they use to, to, to do the praying? And the priest and that had a tabernacle. They had a tabernacle and they had the, the temple. They had once a year the high priest went in to confess the sins of the people and to sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. We have access right into the throne of the Lord. We've got a great privilege as Christians. By a new, he said, in a living way, this would have been an eye-opener these Hebrews, Jewish people that are so used to the customs of 1,500 years come to this. And that's why this Hebrews book was written to show the Hebrews, the Jews, the Christian Jews, how we should then live, not the old way, but the new way, a new and living way, which he, Jesus, hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, he slept flesh, through him becoming a man, through and, and taking on the form of a man, Philippians 2, he has made it possible that we go through him to the Father. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having a heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Hey, we have access to heaven itself, to the God who created this world, to the one who made us, to the one who always has a listening ear to every person, even if eight billion people pray at once. He can do that, can't he? It might have been hard for people to understand that in the old times, but now we've got computers with the technology they have and they can compute so many things and send it down a line and, and get it to the other end in an instant, you know, you can be out in a paddock somewhere here and talking to Israel over there on a mobile phone. What about God? <laughs> he, he made everything. He, he can do that. He can listen and he can answer. And, and it's a pretty busy exchange up there, isn't it? If we're praying, if Christians are praying, it's pretty busy at the throne room where our petitions are being taken care of and answered. Hold, what is it? Wait. No, yes. yes. No How's it? Yes, no way. Yes, no wait. Wait, wait. Which I heard. Wait. <laughs> yes, that's exactly as we pray to the Lord. So we have these verses that give us confidence as we come to the Lord. In John chapter 14, the Gospel of John chapter 14, and verses 13 and 14. Jesus is speaking and he said, Whatever. And whatever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. Who run? What people run with this and make a mock of it? Okay, thank you. I didn't have to say it. <laughs> they do. When you're younger, 
What could you ask for? What are some things we could ask for? Hmm. Well, probably a new car for a fella. I don't know what it might have been in your case. Then a house and, you know, prosperity gospel stuff that they say, you know, you do this and do this. The ones only, the only ones prosperous there are the guys up the top <laughs> that have got all these mansions and, and cars and aeroplanes and things, jets. <laughs> no, that's not what it means. <laughs> this is exactly the opposite to what this means here. And then if you go over to John 16, just over the page, John 16, verse 23 and 24. <clears throat> we read, In that day you shall, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatever ye shall ask in the Father, ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. See again, they could use this. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive. This is new. The Lord Jesus is the high priest. He is the one we go through to ask the Father. That your joy may be full. And isn't it wonderful when you pray an earnest heartfelt prayer and God answers that prayer. And why does he answer the prayer? Well we discover as we move on there, is, there are conditions it's laid down for prayer to be answered. <clears throat> um, notice in these verses we've just read prayer should be said in Jesus name sometimes we might finish our prayer without saying in the name of Jesus we should pray in the name of the Lord Jesus and in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity, for when we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with the groanings which cannot be uttered. In the name of Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, he enables and empowers the prayer to be put in language from us to God that the Lord, well, the Father knows, but this is the channel the Holy Spirit through, through whom we pray. And in Matthew chapter 6, some call it the Lord's Prayer, we call it a model prayer. And the, after this manner, and it's also in Luke you, and the other Gospels, after this manner, therefore pray ye, who do we address? Our Father who is in heaven. So the whole personage of God Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the deity is involved in our prayers. That ought to say, wow. That ought to humble us and say, well, that's what they do for me. That's what they'll do for me. Yes, they will. And I don't know if you've been reading your devotions of lately. Uh, uh, I shouldn't ask, <laughs> but I will. I won't look. Did you read on the 10th and the 11th and I think four or five days they went, Prayer, prayer, prayer. Every one of them was on prayer. And on the 10th of February, we are directed our, to our, direct our prayers to the Father. Just what we've said. That's in Luke. They took it from 11 verse 2. Or Matthew, where we took it from. Uh, <clears throat> that his will be accomplished here on earth. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. <laughs> What would God's will be here on earth? 
that every person in the whole world would be saved. <laughs> That's God's will. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. That the chosen people who are over there fighting for their life would be connected with him and be honouring him as they should and recognising him as the Messiah. Now they haven't. You know, we can pray some sincere, earnest, honest prayers to God and say, Lord, this is your will. That, that we have to pray in the will of God to the Father, the Son, through the Son, in the name of the Son, through the Holy Spirit, and pray according to it. This is very important, according to his will. Trifling with prayer, they said, is tantamount to trampling on that which is holy. The sad spectacle of prayer, so commonly today completely disregarded, or disregard the clear teaching of Scripture concerning the importance of our supplication being addressed to our Heavenly Father. The Charismatics have done much harm in introducing the error of the Holy Spirit to be addressed directly. And it's not so in Scripture. It's, not, not, it's just not there. Jesus makes it clear that God the Father, not the, God the Holy Spirit, is the one to whom we are to pray. True prayer through Christ. And so they go through our Father, they say our Father, and then through Christ. For the believer comes to God in Jesus' merits, in his blood, in his righteousness, victory and intercession. As it says in Ephesians 2.18, For through him, or through Christ, we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. That's, uh, that sums it up in one verse. <laughs> through Christ, by one Spirit, the Holy Spirit, unto the Father. You've got the three persons of the Trinity mentioned there. Our prayers are received by the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit, likewise, is an integral linked, intricate, in, intricately linked with the Father and the Son in prayer as we pray with the Spirit's enabling. As Romans said in chapter 8, with groanings which cannot be uttered. You're talking about... No, that is talking about the Holy Spirit. With groanings. When Jesus was groaning in the garden and praying to his Father, did his Father hear? With great drops of blood, sweat came from him in such an earnest prayer. You know why we have troubles in our life as Christians? God is trying to get us to earnestly pray and to seek him. Often we just drift along and it's all going well and then bang, and then we get on our knees. And then as that starts all going well again and we forget to pray, and God says, okay, down on your knees you must go. <laughs> and he'll get us to, and he, he wants to answer our prayers what about this? If Christians don't pray, does God's will get done on earth? We're to pray according to his will in the scriptures. And I, you start thinking about that. We are responsible for praying and putting God to work on our behalf according to his will. Prayer is very important. Um, <clears throat> and another day... They said or talked about prayer relates to God's promises. The psalmist said in Psalm 119.58, I entreat thy favour with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. 
God's word is the measure for the confidence we can have with respect to answered prayer when we are in his will and praying according to his will. And there was an example given in the, from the book of Matthew 26, verse 53. Remember they were in the garden and the, and the, the crew from the religious people come to capture him and the guards and that? And he, he, the Lord prayed, If it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. But he said, I know it's not, so I'm not praying that. See, we don't pray that something's not according to his will. I want a Mercedes Benz, I don't know. Whatever car, you get me there, that's all I want. But some people would pray for this. I'm sure these charismatics pray for a new jet. That's not God's will. <laughs> this is not right. This is consuming it, as James said, upon our lusts. Not to do his work and his will. Um, <clears throat> there's general things we can pray for. Good health. Um, the well-being of those who are sick and that God might put his healing hand upon them. And you know what? If it be your will. If it be your will. We've got to look at it all the time like that. Yep, in our lives. We, know, we are to have them, aren't we? Godly... Oh, in our yeah, in our lives we yeah, <laughs> so, and and Second Peter chapter one deals with that, in putting on the character of God. And why does the Lord pray to this end? He 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 could have called. He said, "I can." He said to Peter when he tried to lop off the ear of the priest, and he was he, he was a fisherman, not a swordsman, and he missed, got the ear. He said, "Put up the sword in its place." I could have called ten legions of angels. But this is not the Father's will. The Father's will for Christ at that time was to go to the cross because he had already told them many times earlier, I'm going to the cross. Remember, Peter reacted pretty wildly to that. No, you're not. <laughs> and, the, and the Lord rebuked him. Get thee behind me, Satan. Not according to your will. This is God's will. And, and the Lord, <clears throat> was he, he prayed that way. This is the Father's will. Thy will be done. Verse 42, Matthew 26. And a, an illustration is Elijah, a good example. God's will being accomplished in the response of fervent prayer, as it says in the book of James, chapter 5, and about 13, 14 there, that he prayed earnestly, and an earnestly effectual prayer of a saint is mentioned there, and he prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain. Why did he pray that it wouldn't rain? Because God had told him there's going to be a drought. And so he said, well, let's get to prayer. Let's pray about this. <laughs> well, let me pray about it. And he prayed, and it stopped raining. For was it three years? Yeah. And then he knew it was God's will because God told him it was going to rain again. He prayed earnestly that it would rain. But God didn't send the rain, be stop the rain or start the rain before he prayed. You see, as it were, Christians putting God to work in, in their prayer life. And, and you think of Daniel. Remember he, when he... He'd received the revelation. No, he didn't. Jeremiah received the revelation. In 70 years, they'd be in captivity. And what did Daniel do? He looked at his clock. He looked at his calendar. It's the, uh, ah, 70 years is coming pretty close. He's getting older, man. He must have been close to 90, 70, 80, close to 90 at the time. Let's pray. 
and he prayed. And you know what? He got the revelation of Daniel 9 that is so profound, it's still affecting our history making now. What the answer that the, that the, uh, the angel brought to him in the Revelation chapter 9. And read it. And, and the, the angel said, I would have been earlier, earlier, but it got hindered by the, the evil one on the way to answer your prayer. You see, when we pray, we pray what we know to be God's will. And how do we know what God's will is? It's in the Word. It's in the Word. And if you're not reading the Word, you might not be praying according to His will. And there's many obvious things in our life and the sphere we live in that are obviously God's will. Let's pray for them sincerely and not pray, as James said, to consume it upon our lusts, but to do His will. And uh, yeah, the model prayer, Thy will be done on earth. People get saved. People turn to you. The nation of Israel get right with God. And oh, there's so many prayers that, that our nation, that our leadership, we're to pray, that's according to the will of God, for our government. And if we don't pray, and we get the government we deserve then, <laughs> that we might not like. Not enough Christians praying earnestly on their knees. Who, who, who had the name of camel knees? Was it James? Can you remember, brother? Like, yeah, someone, they nicknamed him Camel Knees. <laughs> One of those guys <laughs> that wrote scripture. <laughs> camel Knees, how's, how's your knees? You may pray sitting up, but pray. Let's go to prayer.